One thing that just suspended my disbelief was, so you mentioned that this uh, form, this liquid solution would melt anything within contact. Mm. So she pours the whole drum on him. He gets up and his face is still intact, even though he's been lying on the floor in the solution. Yeah, so I was, like, I was like, your face should have melted because you were on the floor for a very long time. What do you get with an eight and an O? You get episode 80. Today we are joined by Postcolonial Child, Books and Rhymes, and Bookshire Books. You can say hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane with myself and Helen. Hello. We hope you enjoy the show, guys. Remember, please visit us online at flixwatcher.tv. Come to our Twitter account, which is Flix at flixwatcherpod. And please go to iTunes, subscribe and review. All films featured in the podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording and please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Today we have three special guests in our studio. If you would like to say hello and tell our lovely listeners the podcast that you all work on together. Hello, I'm Bookshy Books, and I'm one third of Not Another Book Podcast, a literary podcast that says what you're thinking but are too afraid to say. We discuss literature, the publishing industry, reading, well, reading, <laughs> new word, reading, writing, and everything in between. We like new words in this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you do. So now I'm just going to copyright reading. But <laughs> and I'm Bookshy, and yeah. From what I understand, you don't make money off new words, you just get the kudos. Well, I'm called yeah. kudos. So okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, girl. You tell us a bit about the focus you, uh, not another book co- yeah. podcast has on the books you choose and why you choose them. So our books are kind of represent our individual tastes, and it's also based on the theme of each. Um, episode. So we had an episode, I think it was our sixth episode on African science fiction and fantasy Mm -hmm. and where we chose books that we read that were African science fiction fantasy or why we necessarily didn't read sci-fi and fantasy. So yeah, it's pretty much a reflection of books we've read in the past or books we're really interested in reading or books that we're currently reading. Because I'm Nigerian. I've never read a science fiction or fantasy book. But to be fair, I don't read science fiction and fantasy anyway, so I, I wouldn't really even delve into that. anything further than trying to read... Oh, I tried to read Lord of the Rings, threw that away. Uh, <laughs> I read, yeah, lots of films. Watched, uh, I read the first Game of Thrones book. I'm and then, impressed. And then audiobook the rest of them. <laughs> I Wikipedia the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Once I found out how long the first Game of Thrones nope. book was, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not reading that. But this is because someone's um, someone made a really good point to me. If you like a book, I used to be like scared by fat books to the yeah. extent that like the fifth Harry Potter book is like, no. Nah. <laughs> but um, they said to me, if you're really enjoying a book, how surely you want to be in, in its grasp for longer? And I was like, yeah, I've been immature. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't read like long books. No, <laughs> that's really why I read so many books for your podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. You were saying <laughs> you that you've never, never read. read. Yes, I've never, yes, I, I've never it's because of Nollywood, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's because of Nollywood. Because Nollywood, I hate Nollywood. <gasps> oh, I love Nollywood. They are bad films. 
So, but they're entertaining. Yes. But they're entertaining. But you tend to, yeah, obviously have a leaning towards underrepresented writers. Yes. Mm. Um, and African writers and, well, just underrepresented writers. Yeah, underrepresented. Yeah. So yeah. Postcolonial no, well, Child is really big on Asian um, literature and manga and anime. I'm not, that's not the only thing I read. It just, it just happens, happens that every season. episode. Yes. I only talk about Asian lit. But hey. And I'm really big on science fiction and fantasy and um, yeah. And I read everything selectively. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm books and rhymes, by the way. <laughs> so you were obviously referring to you by by your, your your handles or your your podcast names. What's the history behind them all? It's our personas because we do so much dragging. Well, for me. <laughs> I realized it'd be good to separate, you know, my real identity, <laughs> which nobody knows of. Except on your website. Yeah. That everyone knows yeah, your name. <laughs> and books and rhymes and myself, our first names are pretty similar. Yeah. So it would be so confusing during the um, podcast. But your web handles are oh, so yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Our names are even more confusing yeah. if we yeah. say it. So just and also it's so that because we're talking about books so much and we're speaking from a place of we've been reading for the best part of our lives. And we chose to use our social media handles because it was easier to direct listeners to our respective interests. So if you want to follow our reading and everything, it's easier, I suppose, to be like, yeah, follow this or follow that. It just made more sense because mm. with that. Um, we don't want. I don't want anyone to know my government name. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, so, well, today we're here to discuss Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, which is your choice, Bookshy Books. So, can you give us a brief synopsis and then tell us why you've chosen it? So, I would describe Ten Cloverfield Lane as a science fiction psychological horror, and it's set in the Cloverfield universe. Um, so, it's the second instalment. Um, it's not, I should say it's not a sequel or a prequel, but it's the second installment with the first one being the 2008 Cloverfield and the third one being the 2018 Cloverfield Paradox. And it's essentially set in an underground bunker with three characters. And um, there's the main character, there's one character played by John Goodman, I think his name is Howard, who rescues um, Mary Weinstein's... Um, character Michelle, thank you. I'm really bad with names, I should say. Mary from Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winston, her character from a car accident and keeps her in the bunker. And then there's a third character we Damien. meet. Um, Damien. I don't think it's Emmett. It's Emmett. His name is Emmett. Yeah, Emmett. Damien. Now you're just confusing me, Boston Rhymes. Don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, those three characters were, were, they're stuck in this bunker and we're trying to figure out if John Goodman's character is um, a savior or he's sinister. We have no idea if he really has saved um, Michelle. Michelle from the so-called poisonous um, air that's outside or if there's something else that's lurking. Mm. And you spend the entire movie just wondering what is going on? Is something really terrible lurking mm. outside? And also within the bunker, there's so much tense and suspense within yeah. it that you, you're just trying to figure out what's going on. So yeah. that's how I would describe it. And why did I choose this movie? 
Uh, well, my first choice had been taken off Netflix. <laughs> so sad. Um, but also, um, my film genre of choice is usually either science fiction, fantasy or horror. I felt like a straight up horror movie would be unfair to my um, co-hosts because not everyone <laughs> likes them. Um... Thank you. You're welcome. I actually love horror movies. I'm scared, <laughs> but know. it's amazing. And I thought um, 10 Cloverfield Lane was a nice mix of science fiction and horror without it not necessarily being a true science fiction or true horror um, movie. So he kind of mm, struck a balance. And I think John Goodman is an amazing actor. Mm. So I love everything. It's kind of weird because John Goodman for me was Dan Connor in Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. And when he started doing like good stuff inside Lyric... In, in, <laughs> 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 not good stuff. I mean, I, I used to love Roseanne when I was, when I was growing up. But, but not now. Thought, not the yeah, Trump not version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not racist now, Roseanne. But uh, I just for me, it's like he's a comedy actor on on sitcoms. That's him. And then he yeah. starts doing films. And you're like, oh shit, this yeah. guy can actually yeah. act, act, and he's yeah. amazing. And this is insanely scary. Yes, um, sinister, very, very sinister. sinister. And you like you say the thing for me for this. I really the first time I watched, it, I really had no idea which way it was going. Yeah, um, it's like he saved her, but then he's tied her up. Maybe that's for her own good because mm-hmm. she's maybe a danger to herself mm-hmm. when you first yeah, come around is. and stuff like that. She asked me two good <laughs> goddamn many questions. Sit your ass down. I'm sorry, if you wake up in a bunker after being in a car accident, you would yeah. ask a lot of questions. Well, yeah. there's something that, well, we'll get to it, but there's something that doesn't make sense <laughs> in how she behaves. Can I, can I just yeah, go start ahead? Start now. Okay. Annoyed well, no end. first of all, she's driving, yeah? yeah. There's an accident. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in a bunker. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh my God. And then when she escapes, the air is toxic. So he was right. Yeah? Well, the, I, she, the way I thought no, of Let that. me just say this. Okay. Why I'm saying this is, didn't you not know this before when you were driving? So, so what see, happened? See, that's my thing. What the is the timeline? The air wasn't toxic. That's my point. But, so he was right about something being outside. That is clear. But he was wrong about the reason that he gave. The air wasn't toxic. It was, Maybe he just didn't have the right see, words. I've seen, I've seen throughout everything I kept, uh, I, I kept thinking of, what was the timeline between her having the accident mm. and her being in the, in the bunker? I yeah. didn't think that we had we had an answer to that question yeah. because um, does she? how long was she passed out for? A week, was a she month? in a coma? Yeah. Um, and because at the end of the film, you know, you hear that, you know, it wasn't the, the invasion. Oh, we can give away were. spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. They yeah. Me. So you, you found that, you know, the uh, the intrusion, um, whatever it was that was outside was not excluded to that area. It was also other parts as well. Yeah. So where did she come from? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> where did she I come from? And why no does that not exist? Oh, did I miss something? She but came from her boyfriend's. Yeah, but where does the boyfriend live? In the universe? Like, in different planets? <laughs> in a I safe environment, inside a bubble. <laughs> it just, there was no, I couldn't get the connection between where she came from and Cloverfield and... and. Well, she was, I don't know where, we don't really know to where she was escaping to. It, she came from a city, potentially New York. But um, the point was he, whether you choose to believe him or not, there was the air raid warning equivalent sound and he went mental and tried to power back into his, mm. into his, his bunker. Back, back home, into his bunker. Mm-hmm. So whether he deliberately got her off the road or was an accident and he just chose to take her back. That's kind of, for me, this is the kind of main things like, did he purposely knock her off? But I think... I think he purposely knocked her off. He caused yeah. that accident. The reason, the one you don't know is why he did it. Yeah, that's But one. I also think he did it because he was... He, Lonely. He, he was looking for a surrogate daughter. Do you think he knew his lady in the car though? I don't think he necessarily knew his lady. Or maybe he did. That's the thing we ah. don't know if he 
had like no. a telescope or I don't something. Think that you know what? No, 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 no. Do you know what? So I did a postcolonial chart. And you did you Wikipedia. Yeah, I Wikipedia this film. <laughs> and I don't normally I don't like spoilers. So I Wikipedia this film to understand what was going on. <laughs> exactly. So with regards to the timeline. Um, the, the, that's why I kept asking like when did you have the accident how much time lapse that all of this happened someone would tell you that there is something else and you're like I, mm. I don't know so <laughs> at the end of the film um, apparently <laughs> oh brethren I, I like I said I did my research so I <laughs> mean you Wikipedia checked Wikipedia says, yeah man that's research was, you know. as she nears the Texas border she hears radio chatter instructing any survivors to head to Baton Rouge to evacuate so that's the end of the movie exactly also requesting the help for able-bodied person in Houston meaning the point that was made is that this invasion or this infection was spread around America so how comes she was not aware of it from where she was. From the beginning, yeah. yeah why did she doubt him when he said, like... you know? You know, she was because, acting like she was coming from a normal... And this yeah. is what actually makes a movie good, because the, the you're like, suspenseful. what has happened? Why yeah. is he lying? Is he yeah. not? Is he mad? Because yeah. that's what you think. And then after you're like, oh! Do you know what was not where she was trying to... She was trying to... Um, she took the keys. Yeah. And you know what that the, moment is? No, Let no, me wait. just say this. Oh, Do you know that, that video that's on the internet? Which one? Why are you running? <laughs> Okay, that's a meme. That's a Nollywood reference. So, she gets the keys. So, she and Emmett were yeah. able to distract him to get the keys so she can open the bunker and get mm. out. She opens. Yes. Every time the key kept dropping, that annoyed me to no end. It reminded me of Scream oh, and, get out. you know, scary movies <laughs> and all those foolishness. So, she goes, she opens the door and when she is, she was about to open the main door to exit the bunker, mm. a woman comes and she's like, help me, help me, help mm. me, you know, with all blood in her face. So before she was getting the kids, I thought, okay, he's manipulating her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's brainwashing her. Mm-hmm. He's lying, so he's fabricating the danger that supposedly exists. So when that woman came and knocked on the door, like the whole shots, I was like, okay, I don't trust this man. I don't trust uh, Howard John Goodman's character. But then I was like, is he paying this woman to act out <laughs> the role? Is there someone else in the house that is complicit in what he's doing? Yeah, suspenseful, but very typical trope. And that annoyed me. I was just going to throw in, so proposed timeline, as I gather it. (laughs) It's eight years after the actual Cloverfield, isn't it? So it's not the same period. Well, I mean, there is an incident that occurs between her leaving the house and being run off the road, enough to make John Goodman assume that he needs to go to his bunker. Whether that's contaminated air at that point, that's unclear. Mm. Between her being hit off the road, which I would take as being accidental because to plan it would have been quite difficult. (laughs) Between accident and recovery, since then the alien creatures maybe have unleashed the toxic air or the air has become safe. Between... (laughs) <laughs> are you are you, you hypothesising? Well, I, this is what I I took from it and a proposed timeline between mm. recovery and the initial gas. There is someone outside, and the pigs obviously suffer the effects of mm-hmm. it. Before <laughs> <laughs> the air reverts back to normal, yes, etc. So that's how I didn't have any problems with the timeline. Yeah. I, I think. And also the, the the there's two there's two stories here. Um, mm. We'll probably come come on to that. That it's one is the kind of the the bunker kidnap film, which is uh, the best part about it. And then it's kind of the the tacked into the the Cloverfield trilogy yeah. bit, which is its its weaker bit. But um, mm. 
it's um it's a really interesting movie. It's quite old now, isn't it? It's yeah, 2016, so yeah. a few years old. Um That's new for you. That's new for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also I thought it was the best out of the trilogy. Yeah. The latest one was like, oh my gosh, I love me some Google, but I don't know I what's happening with you, girl. No spoilers in this one. On the next no, 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 no. I yeah. haven't actually watched Cloverfield Paradox. I don't. watched Cloverfield, and I think um, 10 Cloverfield Lane is way better than yeah. um, Cloverfield. Yeah, so I, I saw the first Cloverfield in cinema. And mm. I was like, Same here. It's like shaky cam, not sure what's going on, what happens in the end, not bothered. And when 10 Cloverfield Lane came out, I was like, fine, but I'm not going to re really be bothered to watch yeah. it. When 10 Cloverfield Lane came out, and everyone said, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of Cloverfield, it's in that universe but it's not and the, it took me a lot of people i know who said they liked it mm. and critics saying it's a good film to me to go oh well i'll, I'll watch it mm. and it was it's completely different to the first one um so i like the way the kind of universe is kind of going mm. associated with clover they can have a story but lots of things different happening within that story so i'm i'm so disappointed that everyone says paradox is crap and i will watch it <laughs> Yeah, that's but, why I haven't watched Paradox either yeah. because everyone says it's terrible. Don't watch it. But wait, so which one is the first in the trilogy that came out? Cloverfield. Oh, okay. Then Paradox and then 10. No, okay. Cloverfield, then 10, Cloverfield Lane, then Cloverfield Paradox. Question. Uh, do you need to watch Cloverfield to be able to understand no. it? No. So 10 is a standalone? Yes. Do it's like these... a whole universe in, in three different movies talking about. So, so how parts. do you make the connection? What is the connection? So the, 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 the connection is... <laughs> The fact that it's in the Cloverfield universe, but also you could probably have a tenuous a tenuous link with the fact that the the, the alien shows up at the end of okay. Ten Cloverfield Lane, and there's an alien in Cloverfield. And sorry, I'm gonna get all nerdy on you. No, please um, do. So I did some reading as well, like when I first watched um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, to kind of get a sense of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to like you know. IndieWire and different okay. types of websites like that. And they also said, supposedly, there's a Cloverfield like game. So when they were trying to launch the movie, they also had these um, viral okay. marketing schemes. So there's a Cloverfield game and there's a company, a Japanese company. And supposedly, um, Howard worked for that Japanese company. Mm -hmm. And that Japanese company is who the man in the first part was. <laughs> It's not a spoiler, but who the man in Cloverfield was um, going to work for that company. So that's some other way that they've connected it. And for 10 Cloverfield Paradox, I read that there could be the way it's linked is how the aliens in the two movies are. Again, without me giving a spoiler. So they're very tenuous links, but I think it's more to do with the fact that it's in the universe mm. than um, mm -hmm. anything else. Well, I, I, I was watching this and uh, a friend told me that this was actually a standalone film. Yeah. Mm. And it had nothing to do with Cloverfield and they kind of tacked on that bit in it to finance the rest of the film <laughs> and, get it, and get it made. So it's the alien bit doesn't feel involved in the story because it's kind of not, it's not really. really the part. Yeah. It was an afterthought. When you're talking about you not having to watch the individual films, yeah. the way I kind of liken it is to you got you got cool cool runnings, <laughs> and you got Eddie the Eagle, and, ah. that, and they're both set at that that yes. Winter Olympics, so yes. you can they've got the same universe. Okay, so mm. you don't have to you can watch them independently. I like that and there's, one. there's a bit of crossover. Oh, it's just Olympics is the connection. Yeah, and the Olympics, same year. Yeah, so the okay. same year. There's and some, some mad shit going on. Okay, and uh, you're not sure what it is. Yeah, and this was kind of um, I think JJ Abrams kind of went. I like the story. Let's put some. Uh, Alien in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's like, but is, it, is it like coming to America and um, Black Panther? Trade, Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Zamunda, I Wakanda. Say, I thought you were going to say trading, trading places. places. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eddie Murphy's connection. 
But Helen, they missed an opportunity there, man. The, the oh, kid was on Monday. He should have been in, in Wakanda, man. Do you know what? Throughout Cloverfield, I kept yeah. thinking. Ten Cloverfield name. Ten Cloverfield name. Sorry, people. <laughs> when you were watching what? Ten when Cloverfield I was watching Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane, because I've not seen Cloverfield. So if I say Cloverfield, I'm referring to Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So throughout this, like I said before, I really kept thinking that he was fabricating what was going on out there. And I really think that added to the suspense for me. Mm. So the ending was a bit anticlimactic for me. It was like I expected more. But I, like you said, I found, like Helen said, I found the tension inside the house to be far more compelling mm. than what was happening outside. So I had, <laughs> a, totally, <laughs> I had a totally different reading mm. of the ending. Mm. I agree. I think the ending was kind of tacked on. But I think if you look at... Um, Clearly, I'm terrible with names. Howard? <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Michelle. Um, Michelle. Michelle's Think character. Think Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Michelle's character, at the beginning, she was running away from her boyfriend. Mm. And then throughout, during bits of the movie, you find out that I think she ran away from home mm. or as a kid or something. And for me, when I was watching the movie, I thought it was a, there was a lot of themes about running away from something. Mm. And I totally agree that the bunker situation, she totally needed to run away from, <laughs> get away from John Goodman's character as quickly as possible. But I thought like at the end, when after she had obviously killed the aliens mm. and when the radio announcement mm. came and she had a choice as to whether mm. she was going to go to um, Houston mm. or um, New Orleans. Mm. That was the first... Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, thank you. That was the first um, instance in the entire movie where she finally made a choice. Mm. Like was... To not run away. Of her own. To, and she made a decision that she would go mm. to, um, mm. to yeah. Houston. So mm. that's my reading of it. Mm. I do think that add-on was a way to force her... Mm. To finally, for once in her life, mm. make a, a decision for herself. What's the add-on that she destroyed that ship? Made her realize that she had enough yeah. of her own agency to. Yeah. to but there was some science fiction like ending, like oh, <laughs> get out of the bunker. Who destroys the ship? And now oh, I'm gonna save all these other people. I'm like, who do you think you are? See, but my, save my the thing is, I I didn't care enough about her. I don't think the character was developed well enough for me to care about her as a person. Mm. And a lot of the action she took did not inspire confidence in me. Yes. For her. For example, um, when she, the makeshift suit mm. and when she went to hide the mask in the the vent mm. and then the boat falls. I see, for me, I saw the dev the literary devices more than the narrative. It was just too cliche. Mm. So when he came in, you knew that something was going to fall. She was just so obviously <laughs> shaken when he came into the room. And then she hid this up under the bed and he, you, like, brethren, you're trying, you know, this man is dangerous. But isn't that what you would do? Because you'd be so nervous and not oh, no, thinking. Oh no, the Nigerian in me would make sure we're not First of all, you have never been in that bunker. I was about to say, <laughs> I was going to say. You, you'd, you'd be Howard, probably. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. You'd be like, sit down, girl. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. But I, 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 in terms of invest because the you know in terms of being vested in the character i was invested enough to care about her um and yeah and now, she got emmett killed man i'm like what are you doing she was i mean i was just like oh i Peter. yeah no violence but if i, I could have slapped her very nicely <laughs> yes i felt very good with myself for slapping her i mean the, the film doesn't really do anything new in terms of kind of action sci-fi horror mm. storytelling like you say with the, the screws coming loose mm. but what it really really does well is create this 
double-sided environment using just the bunker and the one room where mm. it goes from being very terrifying, very unsure to kind of happy families and yeah. backwards and forwards. And I always think if a film can kind of get your emotions going and have you guessing and have you really thinking about it or being surprised, even if it's a cliched surprise, with limited kind of space and actors, um, I think it's quite it's, it was quite a refreshing film to see at the time that um, you know did sort of have you go, well he is a bad guy, but he he might not be a bad guy. Yeah. And who is this guy? And it was I quite enjoyed that about yeah. it. I felt so so sorry for Emma. I don't know why he felt he needed to <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you're saying in terms of yeah, with, yeah, but is that enough reason? But that's why that's what it did, though, wasn't it? I'm going to get myself shot. Well, maybe he didn't. He didn't know he was going to get gonna shot. shot. But he just thought he's owning yeah. up to it. And, he's going to get rough enough. And Howard was going to mm. let him off uh, ultimately. No, because he's putting but, everyone's lives at danger. But the question is, did he know what's Breaking Bad? Does he know what, <laughs> <laughs> Does he know what happens? You know, he told you you're going to get melted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So Howard, yeah, um, Emmett getting shot was a shock. Yeah. And I've forgotten that. And I thought that was, was a nice twist, yeah. but he didn't need to do that for yeah. her, I don't think. Do and know, that's, I, I think, ties story. in with what you're saying about her her character. Maybe yes. she's not as... Well, she wasn't likable, but she, she was annoying. Yeah. Um, but, but do I characters have, fun... have to be likable? They don't no. have to. Yeah. yeah, but I, I need to feel like... I, I need to feel... For me to watch a film and to invest myself in it, I feel... Even if I don't like you, I need to be vested and I need to feel like I know you. I didn't feel like I knew her well enough to care about her. Liking and caring are two very different things. True. There are heroes, anti-heroes, and mm. you know, antagonists. And she just was like, where do you fall into play? Mm. But I have an interesting story about the shooting of um, Emmett. So I was saying to Bookshot earlier that, so I was watching it on my phone with <laughs> oh, a friend. Oh, Dr. Walk. Are you going to try <laughs> no, 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 hell no. She's not getting that walk. So I was watching this... Um, in a, a, a co-work space with my friend. So my friend was reading a book that I recommended, a short story. I was watching this. Mm. So she was nearing the end of that short story and I was approaching this shooting bit and we both screamed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the story she was reading, she's following, and I, that story, someone got shot the same time that, the, um, you know, Emma got shot. And we're like, ah! Why did you scream? The film? Why did you scream? The book? Ah! Someone got shot. So I think I will remember this because of that. I love what you what your point was, Helen, about how is he a good guy, is he a bad guy? And that really was like mm. which way is it? I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Um it's what drives it's, the movie, basically. It's still I, I don't think it's still hundred percent clear because he's there is some shit yeah. going on, on yeah. out there. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't he hasn't got the words for it. But maybe he, he inhaled the toxic fumes. <laughs> no, but, but then, I, think exactly he, I think he's a bad guy yes. that was redeemed at the end because something bad was actually happening. No, I actually no, think but he's was a good ever, guy. No, 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 I disagree. I actually think he's good. I disagree because there is a bit about mm. when she goes through the event and she sees, help me. Remember he talks about the girl who was his daughter who died. Yeah. It turns out that we're led to believe that, no, she was a previous captive, just like Michelle. So is he a serial bunker kidnapper who ends up killing the women or do they escape what does he do so i find like we don't just like michelle the woman character we don't know that much about howard mm. but you care enough about him 
Mm. Um, that's because so, John Goodman is a great actor, me, but I don't care. So that's the point him. I was going to raise. I was going to raise a point about the acting. Yeah. Because John Goodman, I felt like he embodied the role, the way mm. he 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 performed the character, his nuances, his characterizations, his his inflection with his actions. He was like, okay, just slight twitches here and there. I felt that she was two dimensional in how she acted the role, and that's she's why just panicky girl, basically. She was just too. <laughs> no, but there could have been other ways to um to uh. Picked the typical mm. damsel in distress in film, which is what she was. Mm. But I don't think she had the range so to what, give that character depth. So, what do you guys know of Mary Elizabeth Winstead in other films? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, not enough to care about. Maybe her. I've seen wow. her before, but I just she's not a face I would remember. Yeah. She seems familiar, but I just don't think that she Let's carries see. enough weight for me to want to watch more of her films. Was she her breakout film? I believe was Final Destination. Okay, I have watched all the Final Destination. I love Final Destination. I have actually watched all the Final Destination. That's what inspired me to watch it again. And Final Destination 4. Good one, Final Destination 4. She's in The Grindhouse, Death Proof. Okay. Okay, so she's a specialist in this genre. Maybe she's become two-dimensional because they're quite, you know. The main film I know from is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, but yes. Was she that a bad movie? What? No, it's I an awesome. Like well, I, the I first like time I watched that it, I like liked that awesome. movie. But then the second time, I, I really liked awesome. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I heard he had really bad reviews. I never watched it because of it. Uh, so she played Ramona Flowers, who's uh, Scott Pilgrim's purple hair. Well, hair changing all the time. Yes, like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was in the recent, most recent season of Fargo as the main okay, character. Okay, I haven't watched the. I haven't watched but, the latest. Oh, season this of one Fargo. is not. Everything you're saying is yeah. just not it's helping. Not inspiring. I need to follow her trajectory. Yeah, I think she's she's a capable actor, but I don't think she's she's stretching herself stretching enough. And against John Goodman, because there's that bit even it's Santa the flippy, Claus. flippy floppy. What's oh, sorry? It's the Santa Claus bit where they're playing the game and he's on about he's always walking. Yes, yeah, that that game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're sharing a mic to explain this if I go a bit quiet so there's, there's a really really tense moment where they're playing some kind of I don't know guess who or whatever it is and um, John Goodman is mm. is he reading out the clues or is he interrogating them and mm. um, she, she gets the answer or does she mm. and it's um it's it's quite an interesting standoff mm. I think in that bit she's pretty good but she I mean I don't dislike her but she probably could have been replaced with someone else yeah. and yeah. I wouldn't have said anything about it. True. And then there's a bit not long after that when he puts on the jukebox and he starts like bopping away and you're like, <laughs> and you're like yeah, I like this. So it's, it's that flippy floppy. Yeah. Um, should we go to the scores, guys? Yes. I want to talk about a couple of other things whilst we're scoring. I'm very uh, curious. <laughs> <laughs> a bit nervous, a bit but... Nervous. The, I guess the two films that mm. remind me of this closest are... Ex Machina, Ooh. and also uh, Room. Yes, but yes. It's kind of, it's just wow, that. look at that excitement! But I don't know if it's too um, belittling. Yeah, yeah, belittling just because it's like a closed space yeah. for the bunk. Is that too belittling of it? Is it reductive? I mean, no. I, I haven't seen Room yet, um, but I'd, I'd like to. But it, it has got that kind of feeling. And again, with Ex mm. Machina as well. Um, you're not quite sure which sides people fall on. Mm. Not getting any spoilers in that one. And also, Extinction is a new movie on Netflix. It kind of reminds me because you know it's kind of similar to the Paradox. Sorry, it's not Paradox. The Cloverfield sort of universe. So I was actually surprised. I I was thinking to myself, the the latest one should have been like Extinction. I recommend Extinction. And <laughs> they, they should have made that instead. Mm. Yes, basically. And one that actually reminded me also of um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I would not recommend. It's a new Netflix movie called Tao. 
T-A-U. No, yeah. Tau, okay. Yeah, no, seriously. It's a similar... The, the, Greek, the Greek symbol. Yeah, it's a similar uh, situation. Why are you writing it down? Um, She's saying not... I said oh, I would not recommend oh, it. To, make, to, to make sure you don't watch it. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. It's a similar... I, I want a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar context. Uh, yeah. Someone is kidnapped and put in a... Bunker. Not a bunker, but a place that you can't escape. Ooh. But it's extremely predictable. Oof. Every step of the way, Oof. you know what's going to happen. Actually, you know what's going to happen... Five minutes into the movie. <laughs> so you watch it to see if you're, if you're right, right or wrong. But don't you think you, the same can we say about 10 Cloverfield? I kind of felt like, of course, it's going to be like he was lying and oh, he was not lying. Well, I, I, I really, I generally didn't know yeah. if he was a goodie or baddie, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If there was, the only thing that alluded to something being outside, outside were, well, they had the pigs. We, we and, that like, wom- and that woman that well, yeah, comes yeah. to the... So the pigs are like, well, anyone, he can plant that if he mm-hmm. wants it. The yeah. woman was Even like, the woman, like, woman was well. like, did he, how big yeah. of a game is this? But you the think he paid the pigs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, could the have been his, it could have been a farmer. It could have been like a, a pig CG, farmer, not yeah. CG, but, I, I yeah. saw that coming, to be honest. I'll be honest. I was like, yeah, I know that she's going to be like, no, he's lying. And then after it's going to turn out, he was kind of right. What we didn't know is basically the mystery in the the movie is the Howard's character. Yes. Yeah. You know? and, and if she's so also, well. for me, the most thing was if it was going to be any mystery, it's if she's going to kill him or if she's going to even exit the bunker. But I knew that she was going to exit the bunker. That's the ending. But Do you the, know what, uh, Sorry. Like I said, the, the thing that stands out is the fact it's called Cloverfield. Yeah. That's, that was the thing for me. That yeah. I think. It's just been called 10. If they had just called it 10, that would have been good. (laughs) But you know, one thing that annoyed me was um, another thing. I know I've said a lot of things that annoyed me. One thing that just suspended my disbelief was, so you've mentioned that this this liquid solution would melt anything within contact. Mm. So she pours the whole drum on him. He gets up and his face is still intact. Even though he's been lying on the it's floor, it's a bit in steamy. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, your face should have melted because you were on the floor for it, a very long time. It does, it, it, well, he wasn't. I don't think he 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 no, fell on the floor. Pulled, she pulled and, it. Yeah, and, and he so, fell onto it. Yeah, but so at he least because when he sorry to interrupt, but when he put the sharpie and all those um, equipment <laughs> yeah. inside, they melted immediately. No, but you just they just dropped. And yeah, bubbles. well, there was bubbles. Yeah, he's so trying to say that yeah. if he had dropped inside the barrel, <laughs> he would have melted. I was expecting some melting. I didn't get it, and I got pleased. His face was mangled, but it takes a while for acid to work on, on you. Honestly, damn, I wanted some. Cool. Um, so let's. let's That'd been too easy then. Let's head into the scores, Woo-hoo. as we alluded to. Um, Bookshire Books, this is your film. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, your recommendability score? I would uh, give it a four. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I, I don't just give out fives just because I recommended something. Well, you should have chosen better. <laughs> This was not your first choice, but this anyway. This is not my first choice, but still, even my first choice, I still wouldn't give it a five. I'm a very um, harsh um, mm-hmm. critic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd give it a four because I would definitely recommend it to people. I would recommend it. It's a, it's like I said at the beginning, it's a movie that it's not stereotypically science fiction. So non people who aren't into sci-fi would want to watch it. Um, and yes, the first... At least the first two thirds of the movie would um, hold people's attention, and by the by the time it gets to the end, when it's more science fictiony, by then they're so invested that they're like, okay, I'll just watch the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Who who wants to go next? I'll say I'll go <laughs> four as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I enjoyed the suspense, the tension. 
Um, even though I kind of was like, well, I kind of know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I think other people will enjoy it. See, I love psychological thrillers. That's one of my favorite genres so what and would be an example of a uh, psychological the thriller others, for you i love the others oh that's a classic with nicole kidman mm-hmm. i mean that oh my it's god good. oh my gosh you have to see it's it the, the, no spoilers yeah no spoiler like you're just going 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 and it's like oh reginite okay um <laughs> <laughs> so this one i mean i don't like films that are predictable Mm. I don't like and I don't like films that annoy me. It was just so I'm so sorry. This is 0.5 for me. I just <laughs> Wow, that is yeah. harsh. No, I was I I yeah, I'm trying to find a redeeming quality and the 0.5 is because of Howard. John Goodman. No, Bon Howard. It's um John Goodman's. Is he Howard? He's Howard. Yeah, Howard. Howard. Emmett, yeah, Howard. John Good No, Bon Howard. Emmett was in space. Yeah, John Goodman <laughs> is the only person who made the film worth it. A better ending. Even Independence Day, I'd say watch that because the ending was still good. Independence is great. Independence you know, is Tom a good Cruise. movie. No, no Will Smith. Smith. Will Smith. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so 0.5 for me. <laughs> Helen? I'm going to give it a four. Um, I think it, it works within its own genre, although um, I do get what you're saying, books and rhymes. I mean, it, it, it doesn't tread new grounds specifically but I, I think it works within its package and mm. I think even just for John Goodman's performance and also when this came out the the, the marketing was really good around it um, mm. that it kind of built up a nice sort of environment just from using interesting marketing which I thought was quite interesting I'm going to go 4.2 on this I've really enjoyed it and I love when I'm proved wrong when I think a film's going to be rubbish. (laughs) So for that reason, I'm one of these people that gets on the bandwagon and says, go and watch it. It's a short film. Um, Uh, An hour and 44 minutes, something like that, yeah. And I, like I say, I generally did not know which way it was going to go. I didn't know which way it was going to go. So, Mm. yeah, 4.2. Repeat viewing score, PCC. Um, Oh, sorry. Bookshire books, BSB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Backstreet Boys was my favorite, one of my favorite bands growing up. So I actually like BSB. Um, oh, Backstreet Boys, yeah. I, for repeat viewing, I would actually give it a four. And more so because I think it would also be nice to watch it once, for instance, with the trilogy, the Coverfield trilogy, mm. to watch all three of them to see how things go and if they make it others as well. So that's why I would do it. And I do prefer it to the first Cloverfield. Yes, a 2.5 for me. Postcard on the chat. Um, I just, it's no one, I also, I, I just love rewatching things. I will not rewatch this. I, I didn't think the thriller or the suspense was good enough. I was like, oh, because the girl annoyed me. If she was a, if she had done a better job in her performance, mm. then it would be like definitely a rewatch. I would not watch this with somebody. I'd be like, nah, we ain't watching this. <laughs> Even if they had the whole trilogy, maybe. But I think this is the best movie out of the trilogy. But 2.5 for the effort. Really sorry. Is it's that, okay. Is, you don't need to apologize. Hard... Oh, no, that's a rhetorical sorry. Um... <laughs> it's a fake one. It's yeah. a zero. It's a British yeah. story. It's a zero. It's she doesn't mean it. How, how low can you go? She's going to give it a zero. If you could do it negative, I would. But I mean, well, zero. Wow. No, wow. Do you know, I, what, she didn't even do that to you know, me. I was going to say, it's okay. 
Why? I'm gonna trash TV. I'm used to. You can tell from you know, like my recommendation. But they're. Tr- I could watch anything, but I don't mm. like being annoyed when I watch something, especially when it's my favorite genre. Yeah. Sorry, love. It's a zero. <laughs> you know the sound effects. <laughs> It's brilliant. I mean, I am a, a giver of zeros, aren't I? Between us, I give out the most zeros. <laughs> you give out the most fives and the most zeros. Nothing in between. Oh, it's like both of us. Is, is it going to be a zero for this one? No, she likes it. No. Um, I've I've seen this twice, I think. Um, I probably wouldn't go back to it again. Um, and I don't know if I'd watched it had, I, had it not been picked. So... Um, I go for three on that one. Yeah, I'm a three and a half. I really, I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed the rewatch um, because I'd forgotten a lot of what happens in it. Mm. Uh, I'll watch it again. I think I need to watch Paradox first before then probably watching Same here. the first Cloverfield <laughs> and then watching this one again at some point down the future. Although uh, PCC the says we shouldn't watch Paradox. It's a disappointment. Sometimes there's that complete, because you'll know there'll be another Cloverfield yeah. down the line. So you have to... Someone will pick it. Yeah. Someone will. But given how bad the, the last <laughs> one was, I'm not sure. Shit. I feel like they'll yeah, still the find a way. These studios will just do anything. They have some audience tapping to them, even those who hate it. So what, 3.2. Um, small screen score. Let's go for you, Bookshop Bus, because you chose it. Uh, so I watched it on the small screen twice. Uh, the first time I watched it was actually on a plane. And no. yeah. So you were a hostage. And no, you I it. <laughs> Just like you should. I'll have you know, I spend so much time on planes traveling that I actually watch most of my movies oh, on the yeah. plane. So I'm one of those people that's pretty selective about the movies she watches on planes. I have, you know, I live my other life on planes. Oh, wow. I can tell you which airline is good and which one is bad, but that's, oh, yeah, for, an, that's for another different yeah. um, podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think on the small screen, I would give it 3.5. I feel like it'd probably be a lot um, nicer, a lot better on the big screen. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah, three point five as well. Nothing more to add. Yeah, exactly I, what you I, said. I've still got like my main gripe informs every other score. I zero. Mich- it was too zero. painful to see Michelle just running around. Our brethren, <laughs> because like I said, story not compelling. Acting for the women, sub point. She's a woman, man. Women step up. Um. So if it was a compelling story, then yes, that would have, you know. Forgiven everything else. Um, maybe if I'd seen John Goodman being sizzled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big screen. Did you watch it on small screen? Um, <laughs> yeah. But then you, you should know, have been happy. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah you, you got to, to see less. No, but you know, like, big screen compensates for what, for when it lacks, you know, stories and whatever. Mm. Big screen, at least you're distracted by other stuff with a big screen. So <laughs> the lack of that popcorn. distraction... <laughs> Yeah, but the lack of the distraction yeah. plus the lack of, you know, tight storytelling for me, that was like a double negative. Oh, Michelle. So small screen, Michelle, like step up your game, man. Maybe try a different genre. So actually a different genre to stretch In your um, Small screen score, I'd say if you didn't like the film, 1.2. Oh my God, you really did not like you this movie. You really didn't like this movie. You did not come no, to play. Really, it annoyed me. It's quite interesting one, because a lot of people one point, do try and... 1.2, not 1.5. 1. 1. 1. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the finger there. And, you know, and I was like, I, I don't mind watching films on mobile phones. 
when it comes to small screen score, people do try and give Compensate, it some give yeah. it something back. But yeah, just, no. This is you giving back, and it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but that's the most she's given so far. To be fair. Sorry, Bookshire. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, so small. I've only seen it on TV size screen. Um, I mean, I was kind of happy with that. I think it works because, uh, I mean, there isn't that much sci-fi in it, and um, I mean, it's not particularly great sci-fi anyway. And I think the TV screen kind of adds that little bit of claustrophobia to it. But then also kind of a big screen tension would have been interesting. But yeah, for TV is fine. Yeah, I'm a, I saw it in the cinema and it's still great on, on a small screen. I don't think that even the... The weird sci-fi bit at the end. I don't know why I call it sci-fi. <laughs> the weird action bit, really. That's what it is. <laughs> that was so random. Like, um, with the Molotov cocktail, I was like, is it real? Is it mechanical? For somebody who couldn't get out of a bunker. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know. <laughs> so, Unpredictable lady. A bit of 4.5. It was very destination, uh, final destination, basically. Like, that's how they act, you know. In the beginning, they're like, helpless. And oh my gosh, I got and then at the end, they're like, we're going to fight back. Because they figured out what, yeah. what death is up, you know, up to. Yeah. Engagement score. Um, hey. I'll give it a four. It was actually, I find it engaging. It was, whether you like it or not, it, it, the one thing you have to say about this movie, mm. uh, Books and Rhymes really hated it, but you were still engaged mm-hmm. watching it. So I would give it a, <laughs> actually, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Just because it's so low. <laughs> but I'm also... I was just trying to think as well. I actually lie. But I'm actually also an honest critic. So I would not yeah. just give something a five just yeah. because I recommended it. Yeah. What are you okay. trying to say about other Are people? you trying to piss off? <laughs> no comment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I would actually give it a four. Yeah, yeah. it is engaging. Yeah. I'd it. give it a five for engagement. Because... Oh, finally. Oh yeah. No, I would. Because that's the honest truth. I, I rewind a few bits. Like, yeah, so I there were some bits where I was like, okay, did I miss something? Okay. Why are you acting so crazy? <laughs> it wasn't actually, it was like, okay, so where is this story going? Because yeah. there was so much mm. suspense that I wanted to see, okay, am I wrong? Am I right? So engagement, definitely a five. Enjoyment, zero. Engagement, five. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh. It's a bit of shade in the compliment there, isn't it? I'm good. Still, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to score it now. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna gonna give it a sort of uncalculated average of about four. I was probably more engaged the the first time around, less so the second, but not massively that much. Um, four point six. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it the first time and was. Just didn't know which way it was going to go. And I like it when it does that. So that mm. stuck me in there. 4.6. Overall score of 3.41. 3.42. Woo-hoo. Decent. Decent. Um, yeah. Books and Rhymes took it took it down a few pegs, but that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. We are the average of the 7.1 billion people in, this, in the world. <laughs> um, so... We reached out to people on Twitter and we asked them, we told them we were reviewing 10 Cloverfield Lane with Books and Rhymes, Books Hair Books, PCC, and on representing your podcast, not another book podcast. I can't speak at the moment. Uh, it is a tongue twister. To, yeah, uh, asked them to give a five-star rating, a short review, and to retweet it. And we had a few responses. Um, 
Bookshy, do you want to take the first one? So at Shite Guys Pod says, a tense but enjoyable psychological thriller, which worked best with the lid on. The ending seems like a totally different movie. And we get four nuclear... Rolling fires. Rolling storm. fires stars things. <laughs> that, they are biohazard uh, symbols, guys. Just for oh, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Zombie Kitty Podcast. Yes, I love this film. I saw it twice in the cinema and it was my favorite film of the year. Mm-hmm. One of the tensest film I've ever seen. Okay. And the cast are fantastic. No. I don't think no. one seating and I don't think one scene in the ending should have been in there though. But I love this film. You mean all of the movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what were they thinking? Yeah, seriously, what were they thinking? <laughs> so it's at WTT Podcast. Um, says five star an amazing psychological thriller with stellar performance from John Goodman and the beautiful Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So notice how my tone went down because I didn't agree with that last name. She was beautiful. She's beautiful, but her acting. You're right. But yeah. performance done. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. Give us a quick rundown of where you, we can find you online so our listeners can listen to your show. Why are you looking at me, Bookshy? <laughs> so I'm Bookshy and you can find me on Twitter at Bookshy Books, on Instagram at Bookshy Books, and my literary blog is www.bookshybooks.com. And I'm Books and Rhymes, so you can find me on Twitter at Books and Rhymes, Instagram at Books and Rhymes, where I recommend your next favorite book. And also you can follow Not Another Book Podcast at NA Book Podcast on Twitter at NA Book Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And more importantly, follow me, <laughs> Postcolonial Child, on Twitter at Postcolonial Chi and on Instagram, Postcolonial Child. And you can visit me on my website, yovanka.co.uk. Fantastic. Cheers for coming on, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find all of the episodes on our website, flixwatcher.tv. Want to give us your five-star review? Follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter. Big shout out to our editor, Brendan Russell, for all his awesome editing skills. And thanks as always to the mighty people for their tunes.